Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, one of the Philadelphia Phillies has become the face of Team USA Baseball. Yes, we'll talk about Trey Turner's heroics at the World Baseball Classic and how he became Captain America. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Yes, Locked On Phillies. I am your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phil's baseball for years over on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. Uh, NBC, NBC Sports Philadelphia on television. Happy to be here with you here as your host of Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your favorite baseball franchise, well, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on their app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On. So that's Locked On in all caps, Locked On in the game. Now, what a weekend it was for Team USA Baseball. And the newest Philadelphia Philly, or one of the newest Philadelphia Phillies, newest Philadelphia Phillies star, was right in the center of all of it for the United States of America it was incredible. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't been caught up on the World Baseball Classic, Team USA has advanced to the finals. They're looking to repeat from their championship back in 2017. The last time the tournament was held, it got pushed back a little bit due to COVID and everything with the scheduling. But the tournament was held back in 2017. Last, Team USA won it. And you can remember that uh, huge catch in the outfield by, who was it? Was it Andrew Jones at that point? Uh, I believe that's who it was. Andrew Jones in the twilight of his career was still making plays for Team USA. But they uh, they won it all that year. They're back to the finals this year. How did they do it? Well, they made it out of pool play. They had on Friday night a matchup with Venezuela in the quarterfinals. And then after being victorious in that game against Venezuela, they took on Cuba Sunday night. Sunday night? Sunday night. Yes, last night. And uh, they beat the brakes off them 14-2. to two to go ahead and advance to the finals. But it certainly was not that simple. And while the Cuba game was a bit of a blowout, the Venezuela game was was tight. There was a point where the uh, team, I almost said the Phillies, Team USA was down 7-5 to five in the eighth inning. Now the bases were loaded, no outs. 0-2 count on one Trey Turner, who's been batting in the nine-hole all tournament. That's how good this roster is. The guy who's going to bat leadoff for arguably the best lineup in baseball in the Philadelphia Phillies is batting ninth for the World Baseball Classic team because, I don't know, the top four are just like Goldschmidt and Arenado and Trout and Mookie Betts, and it's unbelievable, and JT Ramuto's in there, and Kyle Schwarber, and uh, all these like incredible names from around baseball are on this team. The Phillies are playing a big part in it, at least for the offense. No pitchers on the squad from your Phillies, but Schwarber, Romuto, and Turner have been important parts of the team as they make their run to the finals, but no player was as important as Trey Turner on Friday night. Again, the situation down seven to five, bottom of the eighth inning. You're looking as bottom of the eighth, top of the eighth. Might have been top of the eighth. I think USA was technically the away team. Top of the eighth inning. <laughs> and Trey Turner steps to the dish, gets down 0-2 and gets an 0-2 changeup right over the heart of the plate. And he demolished it in the left field. It hits it like 400 feet, an absolute nuke. 
for a grand slam to put the USA up two, and that's the final score that they would win by is nine to seven. A game-winning grand slam to send your team to the semifinals of the World Baseball Classic with your country on your chest has to be an incredible feeling. If you haven't seen the video yet, go check it out. If you haven't seen the the edits with all the patriotic music and all the meme stuff in there, go check it out because there's some hilarious good ones out there. If you've been rooting for Team USA, like I know probably most of us have considering we're in the United States of America. Um, this is it was a awesome baseball moment. Trey Turner called it uh, the number one home run he's ever hit in his career. You never heard a stadium that loud. Well, guess what, Trey? You're going to hear a stadium that loud come October when the Philadelphia Phillies are playing baseball in the playoffs at Citizens Bank Park. But I understand at this point, not having done that, why you would call that the loudest crowd he's ever heard. Some of the guys on the team were just talking about how much this means to them and how that was one of the biggest moments. I mean, you could argue that's the biggest home run in the history of United States international baseball. And it's from Trey Turner, your newest Philadelphia Philly, or one of your newest Philadelphia Phillies. You get what I mean when I say that. Your newest Philadelphia Philly starter in the field. Uh, just absolute insane moment for baseball in this country, insane moment for Trey Turner. And it's so cool to watch him be the guy that does it because, you know, you get to watch 162 or so games of that this year for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it's got to be encouraging. It's got to be exciting. If you're a Philadelphia Phillies fan, you're like, oh man, like not only do I get this excitement now, but I get it all through the summer and then in the playoffs and someone's going to have to come in here or we're going to have to go somewhere, but someone's going to have to beat this guy and a team of other all-stars behind him. Yeah. You should feel really good about the Phillies right now. So a, a magical moment there for uh, Trey Turner hitting that grand slam. And it was absolutely astounding. The environment, one of the coolest things about it, if you go back and watch the video is something I've never seen to this level of professional baseball here. So you'll see it in college every once in a while. You definitely see it in high school because home runs are uh, more rare there. And it's kids and they're they're younger. They're not playing for money. They're not professionals. They don't do this every day. They're doing this in addition with a hope that maybe one day they can make get drafted or get signed and make it to the major leagues. But the bottom line is when someone hits a home in college, what do you see? The dugout empties out. There's a whole line and a procession back into the dugout as they like smack helmets together or high fives or do their handshakes or whatever it is that you do. We did it when I played college ball. Guys do it now. But you don't see it at the professional level. No one comes out of the dugout unless someone's hitting like their 500th career home run. And even then, the guys kind of mill around the entrance to the dugout, allow the player to touch home plate. And then as they come to the dugout, you'll see them meet their teammate uh, and walk a little bit forward or whatever. No, this one. In the World Baseball Classic, the guys were out of the dugout before the ball even landed in the stands. And they mobbed Trey Turner at home plate. It was the biggest mobbing of a player at home plate that I've ever seen in professional baseball that wasn't a walk-off. It literally looked like the guy had a walk-off. Like, dude, we got more baseball to play. And they treated it. It was the game-winning home run. But it was that emotional for these guys. And it shows how much passion goes into playing in the World Baseball Classic. There's... A lot of debate about the World Baseball Classic. I want to talk about it coming up because we will discuss some of the big news also from this weekend and uh, later in last week that occurred at the World Baseball Classic as far as injuries. But there's debate about whether or not guys should be playing in the World Classic and whether pros should be allowed by their teams to compete in this and whether or not it matters. Well, you watch that video of Trey Turner hitting the Grand Slam and Team USA's reaction and the reaction of the fans down there in Miami who watched it happen. And you tell me whether or not it matters. Because to me, I don't think there's any debate as to the amount of passion uh, and the amount of just energy that goes into this tournament. 
despite it not being Major League Baseball, despite it not being the World Series. This is arguably more a World Series than the World Series, considering there are actually teams from outside the USA, and shout out the Blue Jays as well, a team from Canada, but a team outside of those two countries that uh, gets to compete in it. So a magical moment by Trey Turner. Oh, and guess what? They play Cuba. He follows it up. His first at bat against Cuba, he hits a home run to put them up 3-1. to one. His third at bat against Cuba, he hits a second home run of the game. He now leads the tournament with four home runs. He's tied for the lead in RBIs with 10 home runs. He's putting together the great classic in American history. He's very close to some all-time records uh, for the tournament for an individual player. Uh, Trey Turner's absolutely incredible. I, I've got nothing more to say about the guy. He, he's just, uh, I've told you over and over and over again, He's going to be the best player on this team this year, and that's when Bryce Harper's healthy. And we're very lucky to have him for the next decade in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform. And Team USA is very lucky to have him as they get ready for the final of the World Baseball Classic. Coming up, though, we're going to talk about the um, the anti-side of the World Baseball Classic watching crowd and why some people, maybe rightfully so, feel that professional players should not be competing uh, or should not be allowed by their teams to compete in the World Baseball Classic. I'll tell you why I totally disagree. Coming up as we continue Locked on Phillies. All right, I'm absolutely stoked about our new partner and the sponsor of today's episode, the Mobile Game Implement Baseball GM. It's absolutely awesome. So I know you watch these teams, right, every day. You're a Phillies fan. And you say, maybe not with Dombrowski because he's been really good. But think about when Matt Klintak was here. And you're like, man, I could easily do a better job of drafting or signing or trading or contracts than Matt Klintak was able to do in this town. Well, now you get a chance to put your medal to the test. And you go ahead and see. Uh, go ahead and download. M- you want to be an MLB GM? Download Ultimate Baseball GM, and your dream can come true. It's absolutely awesome. You can manage every aspect of your team. So you start out, you pick your team, you go ahead and run through, you customize your GM. So you can have your name and everything on there. You got different appearances you can pick from. Sign players, you start in the offseason. You can put your roster together. You got to re-sign players, free agency, international uh, signings, everything like that. Coaches and staff, you can see how many years they've got. You got to manage the contracts for all these guys, all the signing and everything like that. You can go ahead and see like – oh, well, this free agent costs this many millions of dollars and he's rated this overall. So you have the rating so you know what players are good and what players are not. And you try and balance it out. You can take different like um, ad revenues. You can take different uh, uniform and uh, equipment deals and stuff like that. And you can put that all together to build your team how you like to. See how successful you would be running a Major League Baseball franchise. It's absolutely awesome. It's fun to play. You play against your friends. It's great. Go ahead and check it out. I don't know what you're waiting for. If you really believe that you could be a GM at the Major League level, go ahead and see uh, how much fun and how much work it can be by uh, playing the fun game Ultimate Baseball GM. And Locked On Phillies listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise. It really helps you out, puts you ahead of the eight ball when using the promo Locked On. Make sure that's Locked On in all caps in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, uh, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's Pro Baseball Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Let's have the World Baseball Classic debate because I've been seeing this all over social media over the past couple of days. The big thing, Edwin Diaz, who just got $100 million from the New York Mets this offseason, he was celebrating a win by Team Puerto Rico, which he was a part of. He helped close the door. He was jumping around as the team celebrated and moved past pool play. It was a big win. They took out the Dominican Republic, who was one of the favorite teams in the tournament, and he blew out his name. 
And now he's probably done for the entirety of this season. He's got to have major surgery. It's like six months that he'll be gone. So it seems like he's done for the year. The Mets just lost their most important reliever to the World Baseball Classic in a celebration injury. And then in Team USA's game against Venezuela, Jose Altuve was hit on the hand. He broke his thumb. He's going to be out like a month. That's time that he's going to miss from the Houston Astros, who are World Series contenders and trying to defend their title. That's a big loss for them. It's kind of understandable if you're a fan of those teams. And we'll have an NL East roundtable preview coming up where I'll get to talk to uh, Ryan of Lock on Mets and I'll get to talk to the other guys, Jake of Lock on Braves, uh, Pete of Lock on Marlins, uh, Josh of Lock on Nationals. And we'll be able to talk through everything and run through with those guys what's happening. And I'll be interested to hear Ryan's thoughts as the host of Lock on Mets about the Edwin Diaz injury. Now, Brandon Nimmo also goes down in spring training for them. So it's just been a rough uh, injury week for the New York Mets. Here's what I will say so that any Mets fans that are watching this don't take this the wrong way whatsoever. And I don't even mean to construe it this way, but just covering my bases. I am never, ever going to cheer an injury, whether it's to a rival or whether it's the most hated player in baseball or anything like that. Never going to be cheering an injury, never going to be happy an injury happened. So I'm not in any way at any point mentioning this to try and say, oh, it's a good thing the Mets have all these injuries happening to them. You want guys to be healthy. They're individuals. They're people. You don't want them to go through this pain of injury and go through all the trouble of rehab and everything like that. Not saying that. I'm also a realistic person, and I'm not going to approach the situation like the Mets without Edwin Diaz are not easier to beat than the Mets with Edwin Diaz. That's just a fact of the matter, okay? So it bears mentioning because the Mets are in a tougher spot because they don't have these players, but I'm not celebrating the injury in any way. No person in their right mind should. But that's not totally the uh, crux of the conversation, just something I wanted to get out there so I didn't have any Mets fans like, oh, talking about the Edward Diaz injury, this, that. I hope Trey Turner gets hurt. Uh, listen, I'm not coming at the Mets or anything like that. I'm just saying it was the highest profile injury in the World Baseball Classic this year was Edwin Diaz. And it raises the concern from a lot of people. Should pros be able to play? In the World Baseball Classic, shouldn't teams be talking to these guys and say, hey, you're too valuable. That tournament means nothing to us. You're making millions and millions and millions of dollars over here. We don't want you to play. We don't want you to get hurt. I mean, you look at it in other sports, like Patrick Mahomes is not allowed to play basketball anymore because he's a $500 million asset to the Kansas City Chiefs. There are guys that, uh, Fernando Tatis, no more motorcycles because he had the motorcycle injury that cost him Basically the whole season, then he had the PEDs thing that cost him the rest of it, but he had a major motorcycle injury that cost the San Diego Padres a really, really good player. So it's just there are certain things like this. There's precedent for teams saying, no, you can't do this. Here's why I think it would be wrong to do that. We already talked about in the first segment the passion that these players feel for the World Baseball Classic and the teams and playing for countries and representing their country on the front of their jersey. That's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for a lot of these guys because you're putting together all-star teams. This happens every four years. So you're not looking at a situation where, okay, I'll play next year. Oh, okay, we've got a big year for the Phillies. I'll take this year off from the World Baseball Classic. No, by the time it rolls back around, these guys could be out of their prime. There could be a new young center fielder that's the hot player in baseball that overtakes Mike Trout. There could be, like, uh, when you look at a guy like J.T. Romito, catchers have such a short shelf life. I'd be surprised if he's the catcher for the United States team next time they go to the World Baseball Classic. Like, these are once-in-a-lifetime experiences for these players. 
So just for that and the passion that they have, I think it would be wrong to go ahead and exclude them from doing it. But on top of that, part of the benefit of the World Baseball Classic is growing the game, both domestically and internationally. When you look at one of the major issues plaguing baseball, and it's why they came up with all these new rule changes, it's the lack of grabbing the attention of the younger generation. The age of the baseball fan is getting older and older. Eventually, that generation dies out. It's just reality. It's how the world works. I know it's a little bit dark, but like that's it. So in order to keep your sport interesting and make money putting it on TV and having people come out to the ballpark, you have to say, okay, we got to capture the younger generation. They like a faster-paced game. Let's institute a pitch clock. More steals are more exciting. Let's institute bigger bases at a pickoff limit and all this other stuff that's banning the shift that's supposed to help baseball uh, reach the next generation and become a sport that's more exciting and grips the audience better. That's all good. And you know why owners are agreeing to that? And you know why Rob Manfred is instituting that? Because they want to make more money. They want to make the sport more interesting so more people pay to watch it so they can make more money so they have more money to spend to then in turn continue to grow their investments, which are the Major League Baseball teams and Major League Baseball as a whole. So the World Baseball Classic, it's an opportunity to grow that investment. Now, you're risking assets to do so by sending players out there, and you could lose a player for the year like the Mets did with Edwin Diaz. But when there's teams that get to play, like you get eyes in Japan and China, Czech Republic, down to Latin America and everywhere, the Caribbean, all of these places that maybe they don't always see Major League Baseball, but now the World Baseball Classic, their team's in it. They find a way to watch it. These are new eyes. I mean, it brings the players to – there could be guys that like – I don't know. Let's say there's a 10-year-old kid out on the West Coast that all he does is he watches Los Angeles Angels baseball. And he loves Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And he, for whatever reason, he's never gotten a chance to watch – Kyle Schwarber play baseball. He's never gotten the chance to watch uh, JT Romuto play baseball. Guys that play over here on the East Coast. Some of the Mets, let's say. Let's say Edwin Diaz, for example, or one of those guys that have played over here for basically the entirety of their career. Uh, you're looking at a situation where you have now a new fan of new players that they weren't exposed to before. It's just such a great opportunity to expose the next generation and a larger group audience to the game it's growing the game it's making baseball more exciting it's getting more people in on it and even people who don't like baseball love rooting for their country so that's how you gotta let players play i understand the risk of injury but there's always a risk of injury you can't protect players from it you have to let them do what they want to do within reason and what's best for the game and the world baseball classic is both of those things so that's just my two cents on how people are feeling about injuries that occur in the world baseball classic and all all of that now coming up as we wrap up uh, I want to mention something real quick to keep an eye on because I've been seeing this uh, tweeted at me a couple of times and I've had this mentioned. It's a very interesting thought. It's just a name to throw out there. It's a name that we're familiar with as Philadelphia Phillies fans. So I want to discuss that coming up as we wrap up and as we head into what is basically the second to last week of spring training, but the one that's a real ramp up to get ready for opening day. We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes drained. Been a lot of upsets in the tournament, a lot of good money to be made out there if you're betting on some underdogs right now because the spreads are just going to get bigger and bigger as teams like Princeton, go ahead and advance into the Sweet 16. 
they're going to be even bigger underdogs going forward. So keep an eye on that and find a way to make some money there. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, so as we wrap up, I've had this name tweeted at me a bunch of times and mentioned to me on air at 97.5 The Fanatic and people asking this, that, and the other thing. Scott Kingery. Scott Kingery. Scott Kingery's had a good spring. Does Scott Kingery make the opening day roster? Does he jump Josh Harrison? Does he jump Derek Hall? Is Scott Kingery on the opening day roster as a depth piece in the infield? <sighs> you know, the argument I always hear with this is that they've already paid him. So why not try and use him and get something out of it? But I don't think that holds water on a team that's going to be competing for a championship. All I know is from what I've seen of Scott Kingery at the major league level, he doesn't have what it takes to play at that level. I know maybe he's late developing. Maybe he's figured something out. Maybe he has a chance to make an impact for the major league team. But when I look at him compared to a Josh Harrison, who's been a consistent major leaguer for years now, I say that this is a guy that you have to trust over a player like Scott Kingery, who has been anything but trustworthy in his career. I'm ready to, I'm not ready to write Scott Kingery off as a guy that'll never play at the major league level, like consistently, like maybe at some point he will, and maybe it'll be for this organization. Heck, maybe it'll be even this year. But when I look at, when I weigh the risk versus reward of having Scott Kingery on this roster as like your sixth infielder, as opposed to Josh Harrison, it's just not worth the trouble. Has he earned it? It's debatable. He's had a really good spring. He's swung it well. He's played solid defense. Like he's having a really good camp. But with a guy you've already seen at the major league level, it feels like a Mickey Moniak type thing to me. You saw Mickey Moniak here last year, and everyone was like, oh, maybe this is a year. And then he had that injury where he wasn't uh, ready to go ahead and be ready for opening day because he broke his hand and then never really worked out and came back up and wasn't happening, gets traded to the Angel. Like, I don't know. It feels very much like that, where he just does not feel like he has what it takes to either play in this city or play at the major league level or be a consistent major leaguer. And even though he's had a good spring, I'm not ready for the Scott Kingery experience yet. I'll have my final uh, opening day roster projection on Wednesday, and I guess I'll have to consider him as an option because so many people seem to be interested in him as a depth piece for the infield. But as of this moment right now, on Monday afternoon when I'm recording this, I don't see it. But I'm going to do a little bit of digging and talk to some people and see what we can figure out about the potential for Scott Kingery to make the opening day roster. To me, it's still low. Uh, I wouldn't do it. But enough people have been asking me that I figured I'd mention it. And I'll give a look-see into it. So uh, that's my uh, thoughts on the uh, Scott Kingery situation and whether or not he has a chance to make the opening day roster. And that's all for today's Locked on Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every day. For free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now make your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Baseball. You can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing on YouTube. That helps me out so much when you do that. So if you haven't yet, please do. I appreciate it. Check out Locked on Phillies on YouTube if you're just listening on the podcast. And go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Get you the content faster. You get notifications when you post new videos. It's just a way better experience for following along. So I appreciate that very much. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.